We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, the quarterback controversy that never was, that everybody tried to create for one week, is now behind us. And so we'll have to pick up the pieces and move on. Good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard. Russell and Ben Hurst on a Thursday morning all across the DMV, the nation's capital, in between and pillar to post like Borden House toast or something like that. Pedro on his way in, stuck in bad traffic. Send a prayer up for him. I know the feeling. Uh, it took me a half an hour to cross the 14th Street Bridge this morning. It was awful. I have no idea what you people are doing. Just get the bleep out of my way. Just go home, go back to your 9-to-5 jobs, and get out of my way. Actually, no, I want you to commute in in a weird way because that's how people listen to the radio still. So I need you to commute in, get work, but still listen to the radio show. You get my point? And get out of my way. That's what I want you to do. I'm obviously half-teasing. You do whatever you need to do. Just don't cut me off, please. I I mean, it happens minimum of three times every trip where I get cut off and I think my life is about to end. Seriously. I mean, mean, if I'm not doing enough damage to my body as is – I, you know, like, I mean, the craziness out there on the roads, people that think that they can just swerve right in front of you, and it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. You're just supposed to be expecting it. It's unbelievable. 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 It's horrible. Horrible. Uh, So the traffic out there, be safe, be careful. Uh, Again, Pete's on his way in. Madison. On the other side of the glass, Mr. Me and Me and Miyagi and Miyagi-Do and Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, which is a good show on Netflix. One of the rare TV shows that I actually watch is with us. He's always got his swerve on, especially on a Thursday morning. What's up? Not too much. Uh, I actually had an eventful uh, trip in also. I heard you got yelled at by a lunatic. Yes. There was someone on who, the subway? There was someone who was on something because he was hooting and hollering about how he had been up for two days, mm. uh, saw the face of God, and was uh, t- trying to preach love to everyone, all the people, at 7 a.m. on the uh, Washington, D.C. metro that were uh, trying to get to work. He was preaching. And let's just say it was entertaining, distracting, and uh, a, Nerver- little, uh, a little nerve-wracking. A little nerve-wracking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, I, I mean, that is one thing. Like, I don't have to deal with that because I drive by myself. I just have to deal with maniacs on the road trying to cut me off, and they do. And every day I go crazy about it and I'm trying to calm down because I'm very much afraid of them pulling out a gun and shooting me and my life ending there. If they don't take me out by cutting me off uh, for no reason, just because they want to get ahead, uh, I'm afraid that they're going to just do what 
too many times happens, right? A little road rage. Uh, but I don't know what you're supposed to do on a Metro, right? When theoretically there, I mean, not every card has a security. Many don't, if any, right? Uh, unless you get lucky and you happen to have like, you know, a off-duty police officer or whatever, or a security guard or some, I don't know. Um, but that's not a comfortable feeling. No, not really. I when will you say. don't know what, and you're you're somebody who lived in New York City for a yeah. couple of years, so you know, you know how dicey it can get, and it seemingly is only getting worse. Well, there's a couple for anybody that's in the situation. Couple tricks and uh, tips that I picked up. One, make sure you have headphones on that look like they're on, mm-hmm. and kind of keep your eyes as close to closed as possible. So someone, if they look up and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna mess with this person," it's yeah. like, "No, they're sleeping. They can't hear me." And people are less likely to mess with you. Less likely. Less likely. And less I mean, likely. I will say, I'm also a pretty big dude, so I'm one of the least likely targets. Most likely, also. You're, you're, I mean, you're tall. You're not like, like hulking well i i hunch i'm six two about 210 pounds actually so it's enough to it's enough for most people to be like yeah not that guy enough to intimidate a scrawny strung out yes you know person if you've been up for two days who knows gotcha gotcha (laughs) there was a little joke going on in between our text thread that uh that that it was me by my real name that harassed you (laughs) and (laughs) uh, i think pete cracked that i i said the mad dog <laughs> I said, and Mad no Dog was on the that. DC Metro this morning. <laughs> he, he's having a hard enough time tra- uh, trying to pronounce Saquon Barkley and where the World Cup is. We've got those drops coming up. Uh, I sent you another drop yesterday there, Maddie, uh, if you want to get that when you get a chance. All right, we'll start the show like this, a couple of minutes in here uh, on a Thursday morning. Uh, again, I mentioned the quarterback controversy that never was. Listen, this was the dumbest thing I've ever heard uh, amongst a sea of dumb things. It did not emanate on this show. It did not come up. I mean, it came up on this show yesterday because everyone else was talking about it, including my my brethren in the media uh, who are all out there. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were doing. I understand you got to ask. Like this notion that Carson Wentz was going to just come in off the IR and practice on a short week with a broken finger, a surgically repaired finger, and play in Houston two days later. When the Commanders beat and Taylor Heineke beat the Philadelphia Eagles, this notion that has developed over the last 20, uh, 48 hours is just one of the most, if not the most, absurd things I've ever heard. I'm sorry it is. Did anybody really think that was going to happen? Even with this organization, even as crazy and dysfunctional as this organization is and has been. Did anybody really, really, really think Carson Wentz was going to play this Sunday? I I mean, this was a nothing burger. Again, I know we talked about it in some way, shape, or form yesterday because everyone else was buzzing about it all day Tuesday and you knew it was going to be asked to Ron on Wednesday again because Ron tabled it on Tuesday and didn't answer it when Ron could have come out and said, listen, guys, 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 guys. Even though Carson Wentz hasn't been cleared just yet, there's no way we can get him ready to play. This isn't even a style thing. This isn't a this isn't a preference thing. This isn't a who's better thing. This is a simply 
he ain't ready to play play thing. Like, you get my point here? There's a difference between throwing the football on the side of a practice field or to an athletic trainer or to an equipment manager and then taking snaps, throwing into a pass rush where guys, even if they can't get to you and beat you up that way, they're trying to get at you with their paws, their mitts, their gloves, their fingers, their helmets, their arms, whatever they can get legally. Like you can't possibly, you can't possibly get a guy ready to play in two days. They didn't even have a practice yesterday. It was a walkthrough. I mean, I've been saying this since Carson Wentz got knocked out middle of October in Chicago. One one radio show had you covered on this. Told you that Carson Wentz was not even going to play through Houston, and it wasn't even a debate. It wasn't even an issue. It wasn't even a problem. It wasn't wasn't even like a, a thought because, A, he wasn't eligible to play until now. And B, again, on a short week with a quarterback who hasn't played or practiced in a month, you're just going to throw him in there? Even if Heineke and the commanders would have lost on Monday night, even if they would have lost, I promise you, it was not even a debate. Not even a debate. And that's not because Taylor Heineke has played so well. It hasn't hurt that he hasn't played god-awful, and it certainly does not hurt that they're 3-1 and and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I expected these questions to come if Heineke would have looked bad on Monday night, if they would have lost, if they would have gotten wiped out. I I certainly knew they were coming, even though I was absolutely convinced, again, just from a medical common-sense thing, that there was no chance Carson Wentz was going to play on Sunday in Houston. None. And, I again, I go back, check every show. We've done it. I've said it over and over and over again on Twitter. I mean, if you haven't heard it, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you want from me. I, I mean, I've just been on this like white on rice, okay? I mean, I, I just I, – I have, period, okay? While everybody else is dilly-dallying around, I, I – I, Again, I get paid to think about things in advance that nobody else thinks, okay? Uh, I'm not trying to Barry Horowitz myself the whole entire opening here, but, I mean, again, this was dumb. This was stupid to make this a big deal, especially after what happened on Monday night. This is why fans, quite honestly, and I get mad at fans when they get mad at the media, but honestly, this is when fans are right. This is why Fans get mad at media because, in essence, the media was stirring the pot. And I am the media. I've been out in those press conferences for years. I would have never asked those questions. Never. I understand, like, there's some sort of obligation to be 100% sure. But I don't know, man. Let somebody else ask the question. Let somebody else be the hero. I'm not. Asking Ron Rivera on Monday night, Tuesday afternoon, or Wednesday afternoon, hey, Ron, off of the biggest win in this franchise's recent history, with a quarterback that hasn't practiced in a month, 
off of a surgically repaired finger. Throwing finger, not not non-throwing hand. All of that. Is Carson going to be the starting quarterback this Sunday? Is Carson returning back to QB1? No! You don't ask that! You don't think that! And even if you're just trying to be 100% sure, I don't know, find a different way to answer it. I, and I'm sorry I'm, I'm having to criticize some of my, my friends in the media. It was not a thing! I think somebody called it a non-troversy. I think JP called it a non-troversy. JP Findlay, not JP Flame. A non-troversy? It, it, it was not a controversy. It was not a non-troversy. It was... A nothing burger. It was it was as plain Jane. As plain Jane as Pete's cheeseburger the other night coming back from Wawa. It was simple, plain, obvious, duh. It was not a thing. And yet, somehow, some way, I don't know, by making sure, we in the media made it a thing. Again, you want to listen to this show that the day after this happened, uh, well, maybe not the day after, when we found out he actually had a broken, because remember, he finished that game in Chicago in cold weather, right? So we didn't know right after the game and even on that Friday morning that he had a broken finger. We didn't know that. Like, and certainly that it needed surgery. As soon as you found out he needed surgery, you knew he was going to be out by any reasonable stretch, several weeks. Then you, when you find out a couple of days later that he's on IR, then, again, guys, logic tells you, even if Heineke would have crapped in his pants on Monday night, and he didn't. He didn't play great, but he didn't. And they won? You can call it, again, a non-troversy, a nothing burger, a big splat zero, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It was stupid. It was dumb. It was silly. It was non-logical. Nobody, nobody on God's green earth should have been thinking that Carson Wentz was going to start this Sunday. Nobody. Zero. Like, you know, take your favorite drink and put a zero on it because that's what they do to every drink now, which is fine with me because that's how I drink. Coke zero, Pepsi zero, water zero, as in zero taste. I've got some ocean spray diet. It's not zero. Cranberry lemonade. It's got five calories per serving, one gram of sugar per serving, which is a little bit too much for my liking, so it's not a zero, but I'll put a zero on the damn labeling. It was a big, fat zero. There was nothing here, guys. Nothing. Again, it's obvious if you pay any attention, if you have any sort of common sense, obvious, number one. Number two, I'll go one step further because I've been saying this since mid-October that even if Heineke would have played poorly, on Monday night, and they would have lost, there was no chance Carson Wentz was playing. Even if he would have gotten medically cleared to return to practice, 
There's no way, no way it would have made sense for a quarterback who hasn't thrown in a practice situation, never mind a game situation, was playing on two days of practice with a surgically repaired throwing finger. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, I know we all need something to talk about. I'll find something else to talk about. This was just a big splat. And quite honestly, for the first time in a while, I see why the fans don't like the media. I got to be honest with you. I defend the media at all costs. At all costs. This made no sense. Zero sense at all. Period. None. None. Zero. Sorry. It just made none. Like you wanted to throw it out there just for craps and giggles? Okay, fine. Don't act like it's anything serious. Don't act like it was something legitimate because it wasn't. And it never was. Again, regardless of what happened on Monday night, but especially after what happened on Monday night, if that makes sense. All right. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I wanted to get that out of the way. Here's a question for you guys to chomp on. At 301-230-0980, besides that, did the media create this hocus-pocus job on Carson Wentz possibly playing this Sunday? Does it further your distrust, your dislike of the big bad media? Or was it harmless? Was it just the media doing their job? I'm the media. I know what it's like to have to do my job. That job I wasn't going to be doing. I would have never partaken in that job. I can tell you that. Because it was unnecessary. There was no controversy. There was no issue. There was no question. If you just use common sense which is something I try and use a lot of. Not all the time. I use a lot of. 301-230-0980. Is this the media's fault for whipping this frenzy up over Carson Wentz versus Taylor Heineke for this week? Again, remember, this week, because some numbnut is going to twist this next week after Heineke craps the bed this Sunday in Houston. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. If... Heineke craps the bed in Houston, or his pants. A lot of crap talk. If he struggles, if he stinks, if they lose, now that's a different argument. And here's the second part of the question to open things up on a Thursday morning at 301-230-0980. And again, you can yell at me on Twitter, at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621. Pete will be in here shortly. How worried about a letdown are you this Sunday? And how do you define a letdown? Is it just a loss or is it a win but a deathmatch struggle in Houston? Down to the wire. 17-15 style, which is what this team's specialty is. Hell, sometimes they make it even closer than that when 17-16, like they did in Indianapolis. Is that your definition of a struggle or a letdown is this team good enough to provide some cushion in a win even if you think they're going to win is a letdown only a loss 
is a win, a win, no matter how you get it, and it can't be called a letdown. 301-230-0980. We'll get to a bad Wizards loss in a little while as well. We'll probably wait on Pete for that. Get to your calls next. 301-230-0980. Just get rocking and rolling. Russell at Medhurst Thursday morning. We are with you on the Team 980 and always live and free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I don't know if Matt knows I'm actually a Fleetwood Mac fan, but that's a good choice, Maddie. Christine McVie actually sings this song, one of the few that she's the lead vocals on, for good reason. She's not Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie freaking Nicks. But this is one of their better songs, right? Oh, let me hear you calling out your name. I feel like we needed a good arrival song for you, Pete. 43 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, to go 2.2 miles. The culprit, a mini D.C. public school school bus that's broken down. Right lane, right before you get to this, this new circle that takes you onto the Douglas Bridge now. And what is evident to me is for all of the the red light cameras that DC has, if you want to make more money, DC, Muriel Bowser. Just park a bus. No. No. Well, yeah, yeah, do that. But the amount of people that run the lights in that circle that don't pay attention, they just run the lights the whole thing in front of Nats Park on this side of the Douglas Bridge yeah. and on the other side of the bridge, they run the lights like you wouldn't believe. And then when you look at them like they're trying to bogart in front of you, I'm, I was like to the one guy, I'm like, dude, you ran the light. So listening to your story about worried about somebody pulling out a gun on you, yeah, I said, you know what? Me and the lady in front of me who was driving a Mini Cooper, she's got her hands, she's throwing her hands up in the air like she just doesn't care anymore. It's like, okay, why are you trying to come this way? So we just let him go because, again, you don't want to get shot in today's day and age out on the highway. I've Uh, had to calm myself down. I'm just glad you got here. I had to take that way in yesterday, and I did not have the same problems as you yesterday. I wish I would have. I mean, broken down bus screws the whole thing up. I mean, 43 minutes to go 2.2 miles. All right, right, you're going to find this hard to believe. I heard your entire opening Uh rant. Okay. Uh oh. I actually agree with you. What? <laughs> ah! What? 
I, I actually agree with you. You were right in preface it and saying, look, I know they got to ask the question. But I will say this in their defense. Ron slightly opened the door ajar the day before. By on Tuesday. On Tuesday, but not necessarily yes. declaring when he had the opportunity for our guy. But I guess my, my problem goes back to Tuesday, like, as well. Like, who and I don't know who asked the question, so it could be but, somebody that but, I, I like very but wait much. A minute, though. Wait a minute, though. Their question was made valid by the answer Ron gave. It, it was. Ron did know, not come out and shut it down right. saying... Four's the man. You're that's so, fair. That's fair. You've got to be fair in that situation I, when I the guess, coach could have shut it down. I guess my thing was it wasn't necessarily those that asked the question because sometimes you have to ask questions just to get the app. Look, the, I get after get you answer, all right? the time because of sometimes right. of the anality of the questions <laughs> in the past that you have raised. Right. So, but sometimes you have to ask the question to get the figure on the record that you know the answer to. But you've got to get the coach, the head coach, the guy who makes the decision on the record to say yes, no, maybe, whatever. And to your point, Ron left the door open. Okay, I guess what I was shooting back at, and maybe this is our station, maybe this is 106.7, maybe this is the Twitter sphere. I don't know. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone specific. I just heard a lot of it since Monday night and, of course, even before Monday, but since Monday night. And that was, could Carson Wentz really be the quarterback this Sunday? And and I just started thinking, oh, my God, what are we missing here? It's what a am valid, I missing? But it is a valid – it's valid until the coach shuts it down. Okay. I mean, I guess Ron it's a matter of Ron, semantics. Think about it. Think about it. Ron could have shut it down after the game Monday night. You're right. Ron could have shut it down on Tuesday. And when he doesn't do that, Chris, they then have a valid right to ask the question until – they get the answer you just mentioned, saying you've got to get it on record. You you completely validate their question when you put it in that term. They have to get it on record from the coach. So that's why they have to ask the question. If you write, look, think about it. If, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, there's not many people. I mean, the Post people write, Kime writes, Standing writes. I Phillip. think I got everybody from My, a writing Michael, standpoint. Michael Phillips, Matt Paris. Uh, yeah, Phillips, of oh, course, down in Richmond. I because right. RTD doesn't you know resonate and to me Paris here. And Paris with the Times, he That's does right. a good job too. Okay, um, so to your point, they write, therefore they have to get it in quote, on the record on the record from the coach. So you can't necessarily crush them for asking a question just because. of all fans who've called in on both stations for two days, 99% of fans on Twitter who have responded over the last two days have said it has to be number four going forward because there's only one person's opinion that matters, and that's Ronald Eugene Rivera. Is it that much in terms of the percentages, you think? I think it is. Really? I don't think it's any question. See, the reason why I got aggravated this morning was – because I've heard shockingly how many, like how much more controversy about this than no, I wasn't ex- that, no. I, that I was expecting. Here's where the controversy comes, Chris. The controversy comes where your little brother breaks down all of the things, and we all acknowledge the lack of a certain skill 
that Taylor Heineke has. We've beaten that to death. Does he make poor decisions sometimes? Absolutely. But who's my little brother? You know who your little brother is. Little bearded guy, three to uh, two to seven, two to six thirty <laughs> afternoons, one oh six seven the fame. <laughs> okay? Because he he and he's and, and both can be correct here. Uh-huh. He is correct when he breaks down the the lack of elite skills in the player's game. Of course. Okay. We, but but he, we've all done that. But, but it's because People like him and others that continue to want to press that as a thing and overlook the reason why he's really in the lineup right now. It has nothing to do with his physical skills. Okay? We know the shortcomings in the game. It doesn't take a genius. You can be the most novice football person. You can be a person that's covered the EPL for 20 years. You can come over here and watch a couple of football games and realize, hey, wait a minute. This guy doesn't look like some of the other guys that play this position in the National Football League. However, however, the traits that he does have right now, and the most important ones that he has, is the fact that he's 3-1 and one as a starter, the team is playing hard as hell around him, and there is a mojo and a karma, for lack of a better term, right now surrounding that player that has the momentum of this team going in a positive trajectory, and when you can't afford to lose any game right now, you have to ride that trajectory until you can't uh, until it fails. Because the other person, if you look back at the numbers, oh, by the way, wasn't scoring many points either at leading up to the time of his injury. We're not talking about results that were so glaringly different between QB1 and QB1A, who's in the game now, playing for this team. Skill set? Of course. Physical tools? Absolutely. There's Wentz has got the much bigger. Wentz is like, Wentz is, let, me, let me draw an automotive uh, you know, analogy here. Wentz is the guy that rolls in to the garage, the new guy with his, you know, Six-foot-tall craftsman toolbox. It's shiny. All the tools are brand new. You know, he's got the top-of-the-line craftsman tool set. He's got everything known to mankind to try and fix your car with in there. Taylor is the guy that's the the guy that's been working at the independent garage, you know, in a small town for years. Rolls in. His toolbox is about, you know, a quarter of the size. In fact, he doesn't even roll in his toolbox. He carries his by hand, okay? With, and with his bagged lunch with, with his, his other With hand? his bagged lunch, with his you know automotive shirt that's got Taylor on the patch, got some stains from some oil changes that never came out, you know, because Sally couldn't get them out. She didn't use Baraxo or anything like that. So he's still wearing those shirts because he can't afford to buy a bunch of brand new work shirts. Maybe he's got some ketchup that squirted out of his cheeseburger. Might have, okay, if he did it like me. In fact, he might not even be able to afford ketchup on it. He has to get it plain, can't afford cheese, okay? But that's what it's like between the two in terms of physical tools, physical skill set. Yes, we know Carson can stand back there and he can throw that damn ball 70 yards in the air if he wants to. And if Terry McLaurin is behind the defense and it gets there, it's going to look like the greatest play known to mankind. 
But then there's the other stuff that was occurring in all of those games leading up to the injury that cost him his job. And some of the things that Taylor has done since then. Sure, has he made some some bad decisions? Of course he has. Of course he has. But right now you have a trajectory of winning. You have a locker room that is rallying around a player. And if you want to keep your job, if you're Ron Rivera, and you, you have to win games. And right now the guy that's winning games, the formula that's winning games, the chemistry that's winning games for you is with number four right now. Right. Now, I agree with Sheehan. I think you give look look at the opponents you have coming up. It's Houston and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm not I I I I would even go with Kevin Wright to the Giants game at the bye week, even though the Giants, hey man, the Giants aren't losing. They're just not losing games. Right. Okay? So they're seven gonna, and two, but they're not like they don't feel seven and two. I don't I don't know. They're they're not losing. That's I mean, that, that's an undeniable okay? fact. That they're not losing. They just don't feel seven. But and you two. have a bye week after that giant right. game. Okay? Houston. You got to go if you're if you're a legitimate contender with this quarterback or any other quarterback, you got to go to Houston and win this game. It can be 17-16, it can be 20-19, be 24 nothing, who cares. But you got to go win this game. Atlanta, great first half of the season, starting to hit the struggle bus a little bit right now. You got to win that game. Okay? That's a team that is back there in that mix with you. Got to win that game. And then there's the Giant game. I mean, the Giant game is is what it is at this point. A team that many people thought you'd be ahead of at this time of year, they're the ones ahead of you because you couldn't go to Detroit you and win. You couldn't finish off the game against Tennessee. You couldn't finish off a game against Minnesota. As I said, think about where they'd be with three more wins. Are you silly? Are you kidding me? They're 5-5. Five and five. They'd be 8-2. and two. Three winnable games that they didn't win, yeah. they could be 8-2. and two. Yeah. Then what would we be saying about the NFC East? Holy crap. But I'm with Sheehan. I think as long as he progresses through these three games and somehow gets you two and one and you're competitive in the giant game, but maybe you come up short in the fourth quarter, that's plausible. I can take that. I would stay with the guy. Now, if he looks like hot garbage, you know, turns the ball over frequently over the next couple of games, I'm not even sure you get him to the giant game. Because at that point, I'm desperate. I got to play. I got to change my fortunes around yeah. and, and try to stay in this thing. But to me... The, the answer is simple right now. There's just too much chemistry, too much rally from the football team to remove that player from that position at this point. But last thing on this for right now, you would agree, this is a week-to-week thing. Always is when the backup quarterback right. is in a game. 100%. This is not, everything that we say is about this Sunday and not about next Sunday, even though we can speculate, we can think about as – you were mentioning what Sheehan was talking about. I didn't hear that particular uh, part of it. Uh, as we always do, we look ahead, right? Oh, well, if they beat Houston, however they beat at Houston and they beat Atlanta, they'd be 7-5 and five going into that Giants What's the objective of every team, Giants, Chris? What's the objective of any team in sports, any player in sports, in the individual sports? Win. Yes. And if you keep winning with this particular lineup and this particular chemistry. Then you do. Then you. I mean, you see it you all the time. The you see it all the time. You know, you got you got to do this in a lineup in basketball. He might only be averaging, you know, five or six points a game, but if that lineup is winning games, you stay with that guy. And that starter may only play to like the first four minutes, and then you know a, a more skilled player may come in and and eventually play twenty or twenty five minutes. But you keep doing that because the chemistry is working. So 
Right now, I think as long as the team is winning and Heineke's not, you know, making you nervous by throwing three interceptions a game or something like that, then you have to ride this. You have to ride with him. Youngest in charge. Ride with him. Let's ride. Ride with him, Russ Wilson. Every time I hear the Boomer Esaias and eBay Motors commercial, I giggle <laughs> like a schoolgirl too. <laughs> when he's but, but I mean, I mean, end. look, let's let, ride. Let, let's face it, too. And you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, controversy. JP's line, controversy. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it good though to have a good stretch of football where there really isn't a ton of controversy right now? Yeah. We're not really arguing about. Yeah, since you know, last week, nothing bad has happened. Um. <laughs> With the attorney general, I mean, I mean, not, not within the football team, but well, actually, yeah, even with the football team, because the stupid statement that the dopey lawyer uh, allegedly uh, released, or at least that's what Jason Wright said. He didn't call him a dopey lawyer. I did uh, caused controversy inside the locker room. So, you know, I mean, I, but but you're right for this week so far, another shoe hasn't really dropped. I mean, in, in terms of anything to do with the football team, it's more about the win and how you kind of move forward and how you press forward. And, again, fans want big-picture answers. Like, they want, oh, you know, well, Carson Wentz is going to never play again, this, that, the other thing. Carson Wentz, again, I, I guarantee you, like, not that Ron never thinks about anything beyond Houston, but I guarantee you 98% of his focus this week is on the Houston Texans Shuttle and not be. on the Atlanta Falcons right. or the Giants no question. or anything else. No question. Because you can't make the playoffs seven weeks from now without winning this week against Houston. And it's just the point I made about James Madison. James Madison got to 5-0, and started talking about all the things that had nothing to do with playing football the next week. It was all about, oh, we're challenging for the league. We should have a chance to win the league championship, even though we're ineligible because we're transitioning you know, up from FCS. And what happened? They went and lost three straight football games. Mm-hmm. Okay, And all of that swagger and all of that bravado went right out the hill, because, right down the hill, because they started focusing on the wrong things. And Washington has to avoid that. We called it a maturity game. This is a maturity game for this Washington football team coming up this week on the road at Houston. 301-230-0980. The team getting set to take on a Houston team. Hey, they're better then. Their roster's better than the Atlanta Falcons the week after that. Do you have that same confidence? Do you have that same swagger that this team should be able to keep this rolling over the next couple of weeks before a huge divisional matchup with the New York Giants. I mean, think about that. I mean, you're going to have massive division games remaining the rest of the way with the Giants and another one with the Cowboys coming up that, yes, could determine a playoff berth for this football team. 301-230-0980. Russell's got to look at what's trending. All right, we'll start in, uh, with an update on uh, basketball star Brittany Griner. She has, uh, according to Yahoo Sports, officially been – actually, Reuters uh, – she has actually been taken to a penal colony in the Russian region of Mordovia. Uh, that is uh, certainly uh, not the kind of news that you want to hear, but the news that was uh, expected uh, and uh, where she will um, go from here – We. 
await, obviously sentenced to a nine-year prison sentence on drug charges following her arrest last February. Now, to the Washington Wizards, disappointing loss last night. They were up by 13 at the half and lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are better than you think and can really light it up. And we saw that with Shea Gilgis Alexander last night, hitting the game-winning three-pointer on a little step back uh, and finishing with 42 points to beat the Wizards in Bradley Beal's return. Beal came alive in the fourth quarter and hit a big shot down the stretch from the baseline, but it was not enough uh, for the Wizards with some self-inflicted wounds. They win uh, lose rather 121-120 tomorrow night. It's the Miami Heat in town. It's also 106-7 and team night 80 night, so we'll all be there. And it's the return of Gilbert Arenas and friends for the first time in a long time to Capital One Arena as the Wizards celebrate the return for those guys. And that's what's trending. Ross, Ross Tucker, who was on the broadcast Monday night with Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. You got the best play-by-play guy on radio in the industry. Nobody better on the radio than Kevin Harlan. And you got one hell of an analyst in Tucker who played here in Washington. It's an offensive lineman. Loved the game plan from Washington the other night. They were getting it done in the trenches. And, you know, took advantage of the fact that Jordan Davis was not there for Philadelphia. And I think we've seen with the injury over the last couple of weeks just how important the young fellow has been uh, to Philadelphia because they've been much more susceptible to having the ball run at them without him in the lineup. And I thought you brought it up yesterday. I want to touch on it real quick here, and we can uh, touch on it after Ross as well. I thought we had a great, intelligent discussion with Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark, Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes on ESPN. You brought it, you know, you you subtweeted it as well. Yeah, Lapori sent the, that to me. It was, was a, a fantastic discussion about mm-hmm. the evolution of the run game in the National Football League. Yes, scoring is down. Yes, the explosive plays downfield are down. Why? The running numbers are up. And I think it it circles back to one important thing. I think we have less and less reliable quarterbacks that are trustworthy right now in the National Football League with some coaches than we've ever had before because we have less teams finding explosiveness. And why is that? And I think that's something we can examine with and after we talk to Ross Tucker because in the league right now, points are down. It's like 219 Here we are saying, look, if Washington can just get the 24 a game, they're going to win a lot of games. Well, the analytics back that up. The analytics back that up. The defense, we were ready to run out of town after two weeks and said, hey, we got you. No problem. We'll we'll get it corrected. And they have. And if this team can get the 24 points, it just shows you the league average right now is at 21-9. So 24 points, you're going to win a lot more games than you're going to lose, especially based on the way the Washington defense is playing right now. So – We'll talk about that with Ross Tucker, the former offensive lineman. And he also does college games on the weekends as well. And maybe we can talk about the evolution of the quarterback position and where it is and where it's going. I mean, my God, think of where we would be if we didn't have a Tom Brady playing at age 45 right now. You know, you might have Byron Leftwich trying to, 
in her, insert Kyle Trask, you know, into that Tampa lineup right now. I mean, that's how that's where we are right now in the National Football League. We, we had one guy drafted in the first round this year. One. He's playing. His team ain't exactly lighting it up. He's learning, though. He's getting better. We'll talk about it with Ross Tucker. Nobody better to do that. Coming up next, one of our Odyssey insiders will do that next right here on Touchdown at 10 on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 